This is CX of M Radio, the voice of customer experience professionals. taking time out of your busy schedule as we share more information about all things UX on the show. Today, we're starting a new topic, one that's going to take us a couple weeks to address here, but let's get going, talking about another aspect of UX that's critical for us to understand today, whether you are a seasoned UX professional, maybe there are some things you haven't thought about Maybe there's some things here you can pass on more to your newbies because it is something that is geared more towards our entry-level folks today, keeping them in mind, taking them to heart. Um, And if you're just getting started or you're interested in getting started in UX, this topic is very much for you because this speaks to something we've been observing a lot in and around UX circles, something that I get questions about quite a bit, and unfortunately, something that a lot of people are taking advantage of folks in their zeal in the discipline and making promises to them about this thing. We're going to continue talking about mirages in a sense, but we're shifting. So the topic for today is the mirage of personal UX maturity. Again, the mirage of personal UX maturity. Now, how do we start this one off today? What what are you getting at this time, Darren? Well, we know what a mirage is. If you've been listening to previous episodes, is basically someone seeing something that's not there. In short, which is usually associated with a desire for the thing that they're seeing, that somebody wants something so bad that they essentially imagine something or embrace something that's not really there. It's 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 not really a realistic viewpoint, and that's what we want to do today. I had a great conversation with some folks at a new group called Students of UX, and there was a phrase that somebody coined. I'm going to use that here today where we talked about bubble busting, that that, uh, I'm, I'm known for busting bubbles, have been for some time. I'm willing to say the things that a lot of people are not willing to say, And it's not because I take joy in doing it. I don't like busting bubbles per se. I don't want people to feel bad. That's not something that I take pleasure in. And and you might be laughing. Well, of course not, Darren. I have met people that will tell you that they love UX because they like making people feel bad, that they like ripping apart their designs and shoving it in their face. There are people out there that take pleasure in other people feeling bad, taking pleasure in other people's discomfort. Folks, that is unethical. It's not a good place to be. That's not a reason to be in UX. We're in UX if you're in it for the right reasons because you want to make things better. I want to make things better, and I want to help people who enjoy the discipline, who have a heart for the discipline, I want to help them be better too. I want organizations to be better. I want organizations to grow in their UX maturity. So to me, 
If there was a mantra associated with UX, it's the word better. I'm about better. And so we are going to, back to that statement, bust bubbles, but only because we want you to be better. We want people to escape and overcome mirages, period. So we're going to start start today's topic by basically helping to shape this mindset. Where is everybody? Let's level set for everyone today. What's going on with this mirage of personal UX maturity? What is this about? So there are three questions that I want to put before you, essentially four, but one is foundational and the other three are offshoots of that. When it comes to advancing your career, again, doesn't matter where you are. If you're entry level and you want to move to mid-level, if you're mid-level, you want to move to senior, if you're senior and you want to move to principal, or maybe you're thinking about getting into leadership, how do you advance your career? Is this something that you can just take a course in and maybe learn in weeks or months? This is really critical for the entry level folks or people who are just dabbling in UX for the first time. Can you really learn UX in a few weeks, six weeks, maybe six months? Can you learn everything there is about UX? Folks, the answer is flat out no, you can't. It's a really big discipline. You can begin to lay foundations and you can begin to move in that direction. But can you do that? Absolutely not. Again, as mentioned earlier, unfortunately, there are entities out there in the business world that are telling people that you can learn UX in six months. You can learn it in six weeks, whatever it is. You can take this little workshop and you'll be all set and you'll know what you need to know about UX. There are people that are posting on places like LinkedIn and saying, you want to know what UX is? Just look at this. And then they show you this one image that is made up of a before and an after. And they're saying that this is UX and they're trying to dumb down. They're trying to oversimplify what UX is in the name of trying to help somebody get on board and learn UX. All of these things are unethical, but here's the issue and where that question comes into play. If a person thinks truly believes that they can learn UX in a night figuratively speaking. And that person maintains that mindset is presented with the things that are supposed to be helping them to learn UX overnight, finish that process. What kind of frame of mind is that person going to be in when somebody tells them, hey, you're just getting started. There's a whole lot more to know. I have met a lot of people. I'm sure you guys have met a lot of people. You might be one of those people. You've seen it. They don't take that news very well. They don't embrace it. Quite frankly, they don't usually believe it at all. So consequently, you have somebody, here's the problem with mirages. When a person embraces something that's not realistic, when they embrace something that's that's not accurate, people have a tendency to feel embarrassed a lot of times. One of the things that comes up, they feel embarrassed. And so when you tell them that what they're thinking or what they were believing or what they've been presented with is not accurate, they spend more energy and time trying to save face because of the embarrassment than they do going, wow, really? Tell me more. And then moving on to maturity. So now you've already wasted six weeks or six months. Now you're talking about wasting another six weeks or six months or whatever it is. And, And in some cases... 
It's far worse than that. There are people who have embraced mirages about personal UX maturity where they've gone through a boot camp, they've gone to a workshop, they've achieved some type of certification somewhere, and maybe these people have been in a position. I've seen them two, three, four, five, six years, and then you tell them after they've done all these things, and in their mind, they they have all these accomplishments, and man, after all, I have a, a certification. I'm a certified UX professional. Folks, there are people out there that have certifications. That piece of paper doesn't mean a thing if you ain't got that swing. Well, no, that's <laughs> not a kid with that. But really, if you have a certification, but you don't have the prowess, the acumen to back it up, it's just a piece of paper. A diploma from a university is just a piece of paper that says that you completed the program. Truth be told, doesn't mean you're good at what you do. So there we are busting bubbles again, but we need to do that. We, well, I, This is a wake-up call today. I, I said in a previous episode that UX is under siege. The whole discipline is under siege. People are redefining what UX is. People are offering courses, promising you the world. And these people that promise you that you're going to get a job, folks, there, there are people who are in the field that can't get a job. Not You're coming in. And you're going to get a job, somebody who really doesn't know anything about the discipline, never practiced the discipline, doesn't know what's going on in the discipline, doesn't know the trends other than there's a lot of available positions. And frankly, a lot of those available positions are in companies that don't know what UX is. So that's another mirage, (laughs) which we covered in the last in the last series. Nobody can promise you a job and just get prepared. Get ready for the ride. Don't leave your other discipline just yet if you're transitioning in and don't walk away from that other thing. Go ahead, get skilled, get trained, hopefully not at a boot camp, but at the same time, it's a journey. It is a journey and you have to opt in for the journey and be ready for what the journey will afford you. When you go on a road trip, you might have a flat. When you go on a road trip, you have to go and fill up gas. People have gone on road trips and run out of gas. They run into misfortunes. This journey is no different. The journey of UX is no different because you've gone through a boot camp or a workshop or or you have a degree, whether it's a, a bachelor's degree or a master's degree. Nobody owes you anything. So this mindset of entitlement that a lot of people have, that's part of the mirage. Hey, I'm qualified. I have a certificate. I have all these things. Give me a job. Where's my month? <laughs> I'm about to channel another thing I've seen in media. Where show me the money. You know, people want to show me the job. No. You know, with a little Jerry, Jerry Maguire there channeling that today. You don't know. That's not how this works. People will hire you when they feel you're right for the job. People will hire you when their budget allows for it. People will hire you when they have work that's going to validate the return on investment is validating the need to bring you in. People are going to bring you in when they feel that you bring value to their organization. That will never, ever, ever change. And it's very, very rare. And it's only because somebody knows somebody that you're going to get hired just because that's not a thing. 
and folks need to let that go. I don't care what the discipline is, but we're talking about UX, so I'm speaking to UX. Nobody owes you anything. Let's understand that. Let's make sure that we're operating from that perspective. No entitlement. Get prepared. Get qualified. Go after the job. Wish you absolutely all the best, no matter who you are today. So can you really take a course and learn, back to the, the question, to learn UX in weeks or months? No, that's not the way it works. It's simply a foundation. And if you take courses through the wrong entity, you actually are going to go backwards and your your pocket is going to be lighter by anywhere from seven to $25,000, depending upon where you take these courses. So again, a dose of reality. I hope you appreciate it. Next question, is UX so simple that anybody can do it? In a sense, yes. If you, the old adage that if you put your mind to it, you can get it done. That, that's absolutely true. If you're willing to put in the sweat equity, you're willing to learn, then yes, go for it. The thing that, that people are trying to communicate, however, when they ask this question or they make the statement that anybody can do it, again, they're oversimplifying what UX is. They're trying to say that it doesn't really take anything to pick up on what UX is. As you heard in recent podcasts, if you've been listening, UX is made up of multiple disciplines, multiple methods, methodologies, a whole slew of deliverables and artifacts. And the name of the game is trying to understand which of these will bring value to a particular project. Now, if you are are a specialist and you only focus on research or you only focus on information architecture, though not many of those these days anymore, if you're just a usability engineer, you're just going to focus on certain things and, and you're still, again, you're that specialist, but you're not UX. You're not this holistic practitioners. There are not a lot of holistic practitioners out there. So the mindset of anybody can do it in general, yes, just get get busy, but this whole mindset that, oh, this isn't complex at all, anybody can do it. If somebody's making the statement from that perspective, they are misleading you, they are misguiding you, and that will create a mirage. It'll, it'll cause you to believe something that isn't there. It'll cause you to embrace something that's not true, and that never works out for the person who's embracing that falsehood. So let's remember that today. And that spills into question number three as our foundation today. Is UX a complex discipline? I gave a talk recently for a group called UX Talks based out of Mumbai, India. And the topic, which is something we're going to eventually cover on this podcast as well, the topic of that talk was the four pillars of UX. I've learned in my observation of the discipline over the years that UX basically is this broad element that, as I mentioned, that's full, made up of multiple disciplines, methods, methodologies, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And within this landscape, there are four main areas. There's usability and heuristics. There's information architecture, which is all about findability. And interestingly, you don't even find a lot of people, especially these learn UX in six weeks and six month folks, they don't even teach information architecture. They weren't. They probably will. Not a lot of us are out here blowing the whistle about them. Then there's UX research, and there are approximately 10 to 12 different types of, of UX methods and methodologies that are used pretty commonly 
in the UX world. And then beyond that, there's interface and interaction design. Those are the four disciplines. So when you, when someone says, is UX a complex discipline? Well, do you think those things are simple? Or do you really think you're going to learn those things in six weeks and six months? No, all you can get is a foundation. All you can do when you're first coming in is to latch onto a specialization, the one that you like the most, ride your passion there, and then just continue to build because what you will also find is that those four pillars tend to overlap over time. And that's where as you continue developing and building your own personal practice, your own personal uh, landscape of operation within the UX discipline, you're going to continue to come into contact with those other disciplines and then you start learning them, you start applying them, you start building some skills, some knowledge, some confidence, some acumen. And so you end up learning about all these other ones anyway. And if you've been doing UX for a long period of time, unless for some reason you're at, well, usually happens in larger organizations, you're looking at one aspect of the discipline only and people are really staying in their lanes. That's when you really don't get to practice the other aspects that much. But if you're in a smaller organization, you will have plenty of opportunities afforded to you to be able to engage in the other aspects of the discipline, still focusing on what you like the most. I'm sure that will happen. I've seen that happen as well. But it's all complex when you really look at it. I have an illustration. Some of you, I'm sure out there have seen it called the landscape of UX. It shows the four pillars and all the other elements that don't fall into one of those four. UX is an extremely complex discipline that takes a while to master, takes a while to learn. And it's also evolving on a regular basis, even when you're familiar with different things because of a lot of the changes. This is an infinite science, unlike your, say, developers, the people who learn how to program, which is a finite science because you have the boundaries of the languages that you're working with, with the technology that you're working with. Whereas with UX, this is an infinite science because it will always grow because the users keep changing and the technology that we're working with, the form factors keep changing. And so we're dealing with dynamic entities and because we're dealing with dynamic entities and trying to meet the needs of these dynamic entities, this is an infinite science. The finite science, you can go to a programming bootcamp and you can learn how to program in six months. You'll still continue to expand your skill and knowledge. You'll still continue to build your acumen, but because it is a finite science, you can actually keep teaching and exposing people to things based on that timeline. With UX, you can't do it in six weeks or six months because there are too many moving parts. And so these moving parts and a lot of these elements that are part of the discipline, it's such a broad discipline, complex, as we mentioned, that you can't do it. You cannot teach anybody an infinite science in a minimal amount of time. It simply doesn't work that way. So again, this is our foundation. Let's help everybody understand what we're getting at when we're talking about this mirage of personal UX maturity today. And I'm going to wrap up by sharing a quick story. I, I met someone who was suffering from this mirage who would express interest in learning about UX and trying to get involved with UX. And he came to me and I did what I do. I, I said some things that bust some bubbles for him. He was a person who had never practiced UX a day in his life. Talked to me about his portfolio. I don't know how in the world you have a portfolio if you haven't done any UX work, but some kind of way 
He had a portfolio. See, this is part of the problem that we're experiencing today. And when I talked to him about the realities of UX, he didn't want to hear it. I was prolonging his timeline. I was talking to him about doing real work. A lot of people today getting into UX have no interest in doing work. We'll share those stories with you uh, sometime as well. This person ended up really dismissing what I was telling him going in a different direction with his fake portfolio. He's got a fake portfolio, no knowledge, and is willing to blow off somebody who has been doing the work for 20 years and embracing somebody who hasn't been doing the UX work at all and telling him their opinions. That's who he embraced. And so he's on this path following that mirage of personal UX maturity, and he's going to end up making shipwreck. We don't want that for you today. So I hope you guys are ready. And this might end up being stretched for three weeks, but but we, we want you to be ready. Just take it. So let's man up. Let's warm it up. And, and let's get let's get on our horses and let's do this thing right today so that we can bring value to the discipline. Folks, that's all the time that we have for today. This is Darren Hood, the host of the World of UX. Happy UXing, everybody. Thanks for joining us for this session of CX of M Radio. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show and visit cxofm.org for more resources.